0: to the mocktail hour.
1: <laughs> I can't. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> except my lipstick. Do I have it on my teeth? I don't see any color. Do you call that lipstick? I know. Isn't that awful? I think it's lip balm. I got this lipstick. This lipstick was sold to me when I recently went to Credo for a makeover. Credo? I've never even heard of it. Credo. That. And they... Credo's great. But they, this was the lip stick that they gave me.
0: What cherry chopstick? <laughs>
1: like it's nothing exactly.
0: I have I, to have a lot of color. I have no natural color in my lips.
1: Well, I don't either. I look like I've actually been drained of all color. Yes, on lips. the morgue slab. So this supposedly everyone said it looked fabulous at the store. They said that color looks fabulous on you, and I thought. I can't really see any color, but I bought it. Well, with a really bold eye, you could do it, but with (laughs)
0: nothing else, it's just
1: chopstick. (laughs) All right, so, but we're looking great. We have on our lipstick, and here we are, welcoming you, the listener, to the Mocktail Hour. Yay! For the sober curious. And the alcohol free as fuck. Aff, aff. Which... That makes me feel like a seal, like I'm doing a seal. Oh, that's a better seal. Yeah, that is better. Imitation. I wanted to tell you a story about a seal that I saw. What? I know, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. But I want to tell you about a seal that I saw at the Salt Lake City Zoo.
0: That sounds like a tongue twister. <laughs> Sally selling seashells by the seashore.
1: Cindy seeing seals at Salt Lake City. So i I met the Salt Lake City Zoo. It was summertime. And I was there with a boyfriend. And we had nothing to do. So we went to the zoo. And we're there, just the two of us. I think we were the only people at the zoo the whole day. And we were at the seal pen. And there was one seal was in the water actually two seals were in the water and there was the keeper had left a hose running by the by the like draping across the cement and plopping yeah. into the pool and one of the seals had figured out how to manipulate the hose so that it was making an arc and tracing a stream of droplets across the surface of the water in Mm -hmm. a circular pattern, and the other seal was chasing this pattern. Cute. And it was so amusing because the one seal that was manipulating the hose would, like, change it up so that the other seal would get confused and be going the wrong way, and Uh, it was so entertaining. How cute. And I thought, I'd like to do that. I'd like to play with the seal.
0: Oh, you mean jump in and
1: Yeah. Follow them around. Yeah, or I could chase the hose. I've always wanted to
0: do that dolphin thing, but that's that's a little big for me, a
1: little scary. Yeah, and actually, you know, I swam at the dolphin club here in San Francisco. I remember that. Yeah. And so that was cold water swimming in the bay. No wetsuit? No, no, no wetsuit. It feels fabulous. But I was always nervous about bumping into something like a seal and they're definitely in the water there. And are they grumpy in the wild? Will they chomp on you? Yes. Did you know that? No. They they attacked a few swimmers at the dolphin club a couple years ago. No thank you. Like bit somebody in the groin Ah! in their like their artery. No. Yes.
0: No, thank you. Seals are off my
1: list. I stopped swimming because there was one, one just swam under me one day. Like I could just see the outline of the seal underneath me. Oh
0: my God. No, I can only swim in Cleo pools. I cannot do nature
1: pools. I have to see the bottom of wherever I'm swimming (laughs) in. I'm spoiled like that. Well, Yeah, except when it's better not to know. Like, in the Bay, I don't want to see what's on the bottom. Lots of stuff. Like, I don't even want to think about what's on the bottom. Yeah, no, thank you. Okay, so anyway, sorry, thanks for listening to my seal story. (laughs) So, um... We're your mockologist and host today. And we
0: weren't always sober. Though I don't plan on taking it, drinking back anytime soon.
1: Yeah, I. but never say never. (laughs) I mean, the the common wisdom is one day at a time. But, I mean, I don't know about you, Sunny, but I really had to say never. Mm -hmm. It was much easier for me to say never than one day at a time. Yeah. And the fact that they make you, like, start over,
0: too. If you, like, that one day you slip up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with AA at all. It's whatever path you choose is great if it
1: helps you. But I didn't go that direction, nor, nor did you. And I'm
0: sure we'll talk about it more in future.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I always say never say never, and then I say never, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll never, I'll never go over to that guy's house when he calls me again. Um, Speaking
0: of nevers, I took my Facebook app off my phone 2 weeks ago.
1: Why? Because I was
0: just using overusing it and it was making me mad. You were overusing. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I think that, you know, Facebook became like a an addiction supplicant for me. I well, you never asked me, but I would have, I probably would have agreed with you at one point. I, I no. What else is she getting done? Not much. <laughs> I had a lot to say. No, I just got to a point
0: where it was just all doom and gloom and trump and dump. And I just, it just, <laughs> it, it just seemed like the whole thing. And I went on vacation. I went to Europe for two weeks or a week with my husband. And I was like, I'm not going to use Facebook while I'm away. I'm just going to do photos on Instagram. And that's plenty for me. And that was a nice break. And I kept it up when I got back. I just didn't even put it back. And it's just more time to do other things and focus more.
1: Yeah, but now what are we going to do with our Facebook group? Oh, well, I go on for that. Oh,
0: okay. All right. Yeah, I go on the desktop. Okay. So I tell everyone it's like 2009 again. (laughs) Like, I don't have a smartphone. I have a flip phone. (laughs) I'm logging into Facebook on my desktop. Are you
1: printing it like to put the I'm ordering, ordering in? food from Applebee's?
0: <laughs> Please send me a
1: bloomin' onion. <laughs> Is that where the bloomin' onions from? Applebee's? I think no, so. no. It's from that Australian steakhouse oh, They're all the same.
0: The garbage <laughs> food.
1: <laughs> but so delicious. But anyway, so
0: that was my big news. I've I've been fairly Facebook free and <clears throat> loving it, and of course everyone's making fun of me because all the. Fancy New York bitches say, I'm on a social media cleanse right now.
1: <laughs> I've found that when people are cleansing anything, it's almost always TMI. Like, I don't really want to know. Yeah. When it, it, it's, it's like you think about
0: their colon or something. Right. You're like, I don't want to know about your colon.
1: Yeah. I immediately go to the bathroom. And I mean, not literally. <laughs> In my mind, I go to the toilet. I know, I don't. No. <laughs> when somebody says they're cleansing, I immediately think about what's going in the toilet when they're cl- like, yeah. You know, like on day 3, what does that look like? Like a high colonic. <laughs> yeah, like they're at Essalen for a week getting
0: water shut up their bum.
1: I don't know. Did I never had that at Essalen, but
0: oh, I've never been.
1: There are people there who'll shove other things up your bum if you let them. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Okay, so we have a cocktail today, right, Sunny? We do. Oh, my God. This one is so apt for the current crazy <laughs> times that we're in right now. Oh, yeah, we are in a crazy time right now. I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, folks, but we're pretty much at ground zero for the coronavirus. Not ground zero, but... Well, there's there are 3,000 people sitting
0: out in the bay right now waiting to get off <laughs> the boat and... Spread their goodness uh, across the, hand, the world. The
1: handyman and I went on a hike yesterday up above Half Moon Bay. And we waved to the people on the Princess Cruise ship. Because yeah. we could see it bobbing out there.
0: Apparently, they're like fighting over rotten food.
1: Oh, that's it's I don't awful. know if that's
0: true or not. But, you know, you don't know what you read. But those poor people. I would have taken one of the emergency boats and just dipped as my kids say. (laughs) Dipped. I'm out of here. Oh, okay, so let's hear about the cocktail. this is compliments of the fabulous Jenny Garibaldi, who I've called for many years now my Flomancer. (laughs) Flomancer. (laughs) Because we had this Flomancer when we first met four or five years ago. We were like, had been introduced by mutual friends and we had just, were like, we love each other. (laughs) And I was still drinking at the time, Mm -hmm. and she's still drinks now, but is kind of moderating herself because Mm. she's turned 40 and realizing that she feels like shit too most
1: day, morning (laughs) after.
0: But she sent me this amazing recipe, which I'll call the Corona killer. The Corona what? Killer. Killer. (laughs) I just said it like a badass weirdo. Anyway, this is just a hot concoction if you're starting to feel under the weather.
1: So if I'm, would I, should I get the mugs out? Do you, I've got mugs and I have uh, tumblers here. Which would you prefer?
0: You know what? I've made it easy for you guys today. I'm just going to read the ingredients because I have it already in a crock pot. This is a crock pot cocktail.
1: Oh, that's what that's all about. Yes. I wondered why you brought that. That's what's simmering in the corner there. Oh, and that's what that smell
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Is. <laughs> smells like a Chinese herbal
0: <laughs> herbal shop. But it's a lot of good stuff in this. And she's literally been drinking it for four months now. And this woman is sick like 80 times a year. Uh-huh. Sorry, Jenny. I know you're going <laughs> to kill me after this.
1: But she hasn't been sick once this season. All right. And I'm yeah. not even going to the bathroom with her thinking about it. No. Okay. So the Corona
0: Killa has a half a cup fresh peeled grated ginger root and a half cup fresh grated horseradish, a medium onion chopped, 10 cloves of garlic, uh, two organic jalapeno peppers chopped, one whole lemon zest and juice, two tablespoons dried rosemary leaves, one tablespoon of turmeric and turmeric. That's the that's the real blood cleaner, apparently. And a quarter teaspoon cayenne pepper for some heat. And an unfiltered apple cider vinegar and a quarter cup of raw honey. So that's all
1: floating in there right now. Oh, wow. Do you want me to ladle you? I would love it. Let me get the, here's the mugs. Let me
0: get a big scoop. I got to strain most of the chunks out.
1: (laughs) I know that sounds appetizing. Well, here, do you want me to put a strainer here? All right. Okay. Ready.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try one too. This is my second batch,
1: which I love. What do you think? Ooh. Spicy. Well, yeah. Huh. That'll, what do you say? That'll clean the pipes? Some hair thing. Something about hair. Hair, hair on your chest. Hair on your chest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was reading, they say that facial hair couldn't cause coronavirus. <laughs> what? Well, you know my dirty little secret. I
0: shaved my face, Cynthia. I didn't know that. Yes. Oh. Do you know what? One time you caught me looking at your face. I look at all my friends' oh, no. faces. Oh, no. I look at all my friends' faces and I go, I wonder if she wouldn't want to shave her face like I do. Because
1: I'm a real hairy bear. Well, it all it happens to us all. We get oh, peachy. Boy. Oh, dear.
0: A single-blade Bic hmm You shave your face dry. It takes five minutes. And your skin (laughs) and your makeup will look amazing.
1: And how often do I do this? I have to shave my face every three days. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. But it's worth it. And the first time, my cousin, Katie, she forced me to do it Mm because she got onto it. She came Mm -hmm. to visit me. She's from Texas. She's, Sunny, you got to shave your face. (laughs) You got to. It's what? It's going to make your skin and your makeup look amazing. (laughs) And my husband, I'm kidding you not, he was in the bathroom making really loud Chewbacca sounds. <laughs> I'm like, "You asshole." He's like, "Do
1: it." Well, I'm like, "Is it really that bad?" And oh, he's like, "Yeah, man.
0: it's really oh, bad." Oh
1: man. But I'm a blonde. I thought cuz I'm blonde, you see Yeah, can't but it it, it, it ages you. Okay. I guarantee it. You do one and do one side and compare, <laughs> you'll lose 10 years swear to god so all right all right i'm gonna now that you've looked at my face closely <laughs> i want to get that sunny glow that you have so i'm, <laughs> I'm definitely it's willing my secret but yeah i mean i have all these other things i'm having to do now that i'm getting up in years like there's so much moisturizing <laughs> going on i know next to like by my bed i have all these creams and oils and it's starting to look kind of concerning (laughs) totally my hands are getting like crip keeper level oh don't even tell me because i've I've got a lot of time on you i'm already older than you
0: no shush
1: Uh, okay so well i think this is a delicious drink and i'm looking forward to yeah keep us
0: healthy we still got a few more months of
1: this fear and terror right Well, too bad we can't just add some, a big uh, dollop of Jack Daniels to it.
0: (laughs) Then it'll be Christmas.
1: All right. Okay. So, do you have a story? Do you have a story? I do. I do. Let's let's, you first. You first. So we're, we're talking
0: about the topic of youth and it's never that you have plenty of time, right? To like sort of yeah, decide to quit. Or ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> Either one. I think that in regards to that, I mean, the the topic of youth spurred me on to uh, a, a party in the, the summer of my seventh grade, which is probably the first time I was ever drunk.
1: Oh, that's yeah. early. I know. Oh, you're so precocious. Well, I had precocious friends. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I was the least.
0: I was prude compared to my middle school friend. Uh, Right. Seriously. Toke. (laughs) And anyway, that's one of my friends who's literally named Toke because her mom was a hippie. So she named her after a joint.
1: Oh, my God. Did she do it like, did she do it like this? Yeah, or my baby's going
0: to be called Toad. That's perfect.
1: <laughs> anyway, this was a
0: summer in Texas, and I, I usually would spend half the time with my grandparents and then half the time with my dad. This was a party, the first real party I went to, where I had alcohol, and it was another Bartles and James experience, which is still <laughs> a mystery to you, but it was wine coolers. Right. Right. It was the first time I felt like, okay, I'm a big girl now, I've got a drink, I'm drinking at a party in front of adults, and there's other teenagers there, and I'm, I'm the youngest one there, but I'm fitting in because I looked older and mm-hmm. just had a whale of a time. But towards the end of the party, it was in a remote area, it was about 20 miles outside of town, and we had driven there, of course, as you do in Texas, you have to drive everywhere. So you have
1: to get your Bartles and James before you get to the party.
0: Well, we had it there. And then when the party kind of wrapped up, we got in the car and my dad was like, here, you got to (laughs) drive. That is so wrong on so many
1: levels.
0: (laughs) I mean, I told you before, my dad didn't stop drinking until 25 years ago, but this was way before that he was hammered. Mm -hmm. He threw me the keys.
1: Had you driven before? Well, yeah, because in Texas Texas. you learn to
0: drive on property, you know, when you're like 12.
1: Okay. But I'd never
0: really driven on the highway and this wasn't like a four lane highway. This was a country road, but it was paved. You know, there Mm -hmm. were other cars on it, but I literally had to go in and ask for a phone book to sit on. (laughs) <laughs> and I had to grab a phone book and drive my drunk-ass dad 20 miles home at probably fourteen, fifteen. I know. It's a sad story. It gets worse. Oh. <laughs> it does? <laughs> well, not terribly worse, but it was a rite of passage in a sense that I was put in this position. I had been drinking. He was drunk. He, he was like, you got to drive. And I was like, all right. I got to drive. I pulled myself together, drove home. He busts out of the car, walks up the steps, goes into the house, closes the door behind him and locks the door.
1: Oh, unaware that you were still outside? Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. And goes straight to bed. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. And I was on the patio ringing the doorbell. (laughs) You know, no cell phones. Hello? Hello?
1: Oh, my God. It was terrible.
0: Oh. And he finally came back down, and he was like, what are you doing out here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I just drove
0: your ass home, and you locked me out of the house. But, you know, in my adult years, I would say that. But as a 14-year-old, I was like, oh, sorry, you didn't see me, and you locked the door, and, you know... It was definitely like a crazy rite of passage, but who would have thought that was bad? I mean, that was like my big introduction to drinking. I was drinking with my dad.
1: Drinking and driving. Drinking
0: and driving and like everything all in once. Wow. But my mom found out about it and she was pissed.
1: Of course she was.
0: And she sent my grandpa the next day. He drove all the way up from San Antonio and picked me up and took me back down there.
1: He didn't fly? No, he couldn't
0: fly by then.
1: Okay.
0: He was already grounded. They took his license away because he had heart problems later Mm -hmm. in life. Mm -hmm. So he couldn't fly anymore. But he drove. He literally got in the car at like 5 a.m. Because my mom called him and was like, go get sunny. It's a bad situation up there. Pick her up.
1: Oh. I know. Crazy story, right? But that was only the first time that you drank and
0: drove. <sighs> Hopefully that was the
1: last.
0: But I can tell you over the years, I've definitely driven while... Uh, impaired? Impaired. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't lie about it. I would say, you know, I only have two drinks, I'm fine. Yeah, well. But they say drinking buzzed is drunk driving, so...
1: Yeah. Whatever. I... I we have so many stories about that. In fact, my story kind of was kind of similar, a little similar theme. Yeah. Shall I? Yeah. Shall I share? I know. I hope that wasn't too depressing. Well, no. I actually thought that was amusing. I think it'd be fun to. to it's amusing to tell now. It's
0: a sad story. Like you wouldn't want to tell CPS when it happened. <laughs> what's CPS? Child Protective Service. Oh no!
1: Of course you wouldn't.
0: I drove my dad
1: drunk home. It was cool. So my story, I was a freshman in college. Mm. So I was quite young and totally in love with my boyfriend, who we'll just call him Michael. Mm -hmm. Let's call him Mike. Mm -hmm. And I had met him and fell in love immediately. And then he moved away because he wasn't actually in school. He had a job. In fact, he was working for the Teamsters driving a cement truck, mm. and, which I'm not even going to go into that. But he, was, he ended up going up to Bowling Green, Ohio and working at a record store there. And so I was at West Virginia University mm-hmm. at the time. I'm proud to say that for a, one year, one school year, I was a West Virginia Mountaineer, Ooh. which is you know pretty cool. So I'm I'm at West Virginia University, and it was about probably a seven-hour drive up to Bowling Green, Ohio, on the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and we're talking winter time. So Ew. I would get in my parents' Buick Lesabre. Every weekend, I mean, like as soon as my class was over on Friday, I'm in the Buick. I'm barreling up the Pennsylvania Turnpike with all of the truckers and everybody going to see Michael. Yeah, and and, um, spending the weekend with him. So on this one occasion, we had a big. He said, "I have a very special evening planned for us." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Really? What can it be?" Well, what it was was going to. First of all, there were quaaludes involved. Oh my god, this is like a mystery drug to me because
0: I'm too young to know. Yeah. Quaaludes.
1: Well, my experience is pretty limited. This was maybe the um, one of two experiences. There, it's basically speed, right? No, no, no. It's exact no. opposite. It's oh, basically like it's a downer. Yeah, it's like somebody hit you on the head and and knocked you unconscious. Gross. Kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had some way of attracting boys and men who were into downers. Like another one of my boyfriends was really famously loved doing downers. Like nothing made him happier than just getting totally zonked out lying Mm -hmm. around. Anyway, so so there were quaaludes and then so we were going to do the quaaludes and then go to the burger chef. Which is? Like a hamburger chain. Yeah. Like, it was, That this was back in the late 70s. This was before Burger King had even become a thing. It was Mm -hmm. the Burger Chef. Oh. So, the Burger Chef had a salad bar. And this was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. This is back when salad bars were like a kind of a new thing. Oh, my God. I love a bad salad bar. I mean, like not even kidney beans, garbanzo beans. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some some kind Five of beets. white colored tomatoes. Yeah. And some... canned
0: green beans.
1: Yeah. But it, the the Burger Chef salad bar was definitely a, you know, a lower version of that. But having a salad bar at a fast food place was definitely a new thing. Mm. Right, before it had been just fine dining with the salad bar, right? Yeah. So anyway, so we because I was nervous and shy about the drug, I only did half a Quaalude and Michael had a whole Quaalude. And then so we So
0: was this like a a fancy big deal outing, like did you wear a ball gown and go to
1: the <laughs> burger shop and do Quaaludes? Like I'm trying to piece together this like <laughs> Big deal outing. I think I had on like a pair of jeans and a like a smock top, <laughs> and maybe some earth shoes. Long blonde hair. So, uh, is it a drug that makes you hungry? No, it's just a drug that gets you really fucked up, like <sighs> just really, really fucked up. And Why would the burger chef be a destination? Well, we had to eat somewhere. Then we <laughs> then <laughs> then we were going to go out to a bar. And meet some friends of his afterward. That was the the that was the main event was joining up with some friends and getting even more fucked up and drinking. Okay. But anyway, so but we started at the Burger Chef, and so we got our salads and we sat down. And I was watching Michael with his salad, and he like put his fork into the salad <laughs> and then he would raise his fork to his face and, and like not get his mouth he could not <gasps> get it in it he was like oh jabbing my god himself in the cheek with the fork times. oh my god okay. he was messed so up. messed up and i was thinking is this going to happen to me this is terrifying you know this is not you didn't feel whacked out yet not like that, like maybe I st- he took a few before he met you. I mean, I had so I was horrified that I was going to be next <gasps> to lose all motor function. <laughs> so I don't know. We finished our meal. I don't know how he got the food and in, into him. You should have
0: put a like a, a wine cork on his fork, so if he caught his eye, like like that Steve Martin movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. We conclude. The meal concludes. And we go out and we get in his car. Did you tell him? Dude, you're not eating. You're not getting your mouth. I don't remember saying that. I think I was just embarrassed for him and for me. But then I felt kind of cool, too, like doing quaaludes, (laughs) having (laughs) salad. So we get in the car and now we're going to go to the bar. And we pull out of the parking lot and take a right and Right there, there's a train tracks, like with a big train crossing. They would just roll through. Oh, no, don't tell me. Bowling Green like crazy. So here we are. We're about to cross the train tracks, and he kind of stops the car. No! Yes, he stops the car, and you can hear. There's a really slow motion train coming (laughs) from the left. Don't tell me he got out of the car and like... No, weird. no. But what I do remember was looking, I was in the passenger seat looking to my right, hearing the train horn and seeing the headlight, like yeah. not right on us, but pretty Like, too close for comfort. Well, so
0: was he planning on putting the gas on and crossing, or was he just too messed up?
1: No, he did put the gas on, and he moved the car ahead off the tracks. But it could just as easily have gone the other way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, there's (laughs) nothing like a loud train horn and a headlight bearing down on you to think, well. You know, maybe my time's up. And I, but did that stop me from drinking? Did he figure
0: it out that he had a close call with a train or was he just too messed up? I
1: don't know. I think that after that, you know, it was like one of those things you don't even talk about. We just went on with the evening. In fact, we went on with the evening. We met his friends. I remember one of them famously walked into a parking meter. You know, like on the street, we're uh, walking along, bam, right into a parking meter, and that is one of the few times I remember not just having a blackout, but passing out.
0: Like oh my! Passed God.
1: out. You guys should have just stayed inside and watched a movie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or played Scrabble.
0: Oh no, not
1: Scrabble. <laughs> anyway, that's my story. Good um, Lord! But I
0: think that. I thought you were going to tell me you were going to hop out like the Footloose girl and be like, whoa, come and get me, train. Come and get me, train. And he was going to come and push you over. Yeah, and well, pre-Footloose. Like, big scrabble of dust. and
1: It was just a drunken close call. Oh, my God. And, you know, I think that when we're young, we don't think bad things can happen you Mm -hmm. know I mean and we are resilient like that's true you can start drinking a lot and partying on the weekends or partying every day and thinking you know I'll stop this behavior later on like I don't need to yeah I can just be free and wild and do whatever I want but then I think that's a false assumption you know
0: yeah and it's kind of sad when you see like the wrinkled old lady with a cigarette and a cocktail at a restaurant you're like geez really you're not gonna get over that at your age right (laughs) (laughs) i'd hate to be that lady
1: right and she was once a 21 year old yes right she was Mm. once the life of the party
0: yeah Mm -hmm. and there's just so much evidence with the brain and alcohol as you age i mean it just turns your brain into swiss cheese right
1: and or when you're young you can add a train to the mix or an automobile yes or some other drugs or bad timing or uh, you know and end up dead yeah or maimed yeah because of your we were
0: just both obviously
1: very lucky Yeah, But didn't learn anything from it.
0: No, clearly
1: not. (laughs) I think you don't until you just keep doing stuff, until you have a close call, maybe. Right. So anyway, that's the moral of the story. It's never too early, and it's never too late, really, to think about your alcohol use. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um,
1: It's a good thing to consider. Do you have a resource of the week? I do.
0: I do. We are... Highlighting the wonderful Ruby Warrington, who was probably the first person on social media that I attached onto when building our following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She definitely coined the term "sober curious." She has an award-winning book called "Sober Curious," and her podcast is uh, rubywarrington.com. And uh, she has some interesting
1: things to say. And enjoy her perspective. So we'll put that information in our show notes. Uh-huh. Let's see. And we welcome
0: your mocktails, recipes, or stories. You can reach us on our social media page on Instagram or Facebook, the Mocktail Hour.
1: That's mocktail with a T-A-L-E. Yes. As in a story. And we have our email set up, right? Talltales at themocktailhour.com. No, I think it's Last Call at... Mocktailhour.com. How did I get tall tales? I don't know. <laughs> have you been?
0: Have you I've been, been drinking? <laughs> Paul Bunyan and Babe the Ox. <laughs> <laughs> to my kids. Okay. okay. Tall,
1: tall tales. Last call. Yeah, something it's at last Mocktail call. Hour. Everything is uh, mocktail, like T-A-L-E, except for our drink recipes. And you can find our drink recipes, probably, you can find those on our website as well. Well, the
0: Corona Killa is a specific Jenny Garibaldi recipe, so you'll have to call her. So just ask. Cool. So that's it. Thanks again. See you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.